0: <laughs> Fresh Welcome to the Fresh the Work podcast. I'm your host Kay Fresh, and this is episode number five. And for this episode, we have a bona fide punk rock legend, Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. Yes, formerly of the v- Misfits. I was able to meet up with Doyle. Um, recently on a tour stop at the Token Lounge in Westland. He was there with his uh, new band, which is called Doyle. And uh, before they hit the stage, I was able to uh, kick it in the tour bus with him and the, uh, the lead vocalist of the band, Alex Wolfman and Story. Um, he's in another band called Cancer Slug. Uh, Doyle is a little bit more heavier uh, music than you, know, you might think of with the Misfits, but it's a pretty kick-ass album. They put out an album a couple years ago called Abominator. So yeah, I was able to uh, chat with the two about the, about the band and even talk with Doyle about the time when he was with the Misfits and they were on WCW Wrestling with uh, Vampiro. So let's get to the interview with Doyle and Alex Story.
1: All right, how you doing, man? Doing great. How you doing? I'm doing great.
0: So how's the tour been? Lame. Man, why's it been lame?
1: That, it can be kind of tough,
0: like especially here in Detroit, Detroit area. Yeah, can be kind of can be tough, you know. Oh, Alex, story's over here. How you doing?
1: <laughs> so, I'm um, busy, guys. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Get out. Get off the truck. Oh. How's it like being with all these guys on the tour? Oh, that motherfucker
2: right
1: there. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's trouble? He could be. I'm a sweet
0: potato pie. right. Alright, man. Um, yeah. Like, um, definitely like this new album is, or your album with Doyle, new band, it's really incredible. I like the, you know, it's, it's more metal than the, like, live like it's more Miss. metal than metal. It's more I metal, love metal love than metal. Do me. <laughs> you want to be a part of this
2: interview? I'm, I'm, I'm winging. I'm, I'm, I'm in here. I'm his wingman. I'm, I'm, I'm picking him up when he falls
0: down. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got Alex Story here, you know, he's also in the band. Um, Definitely this band, Doyle, is, even though it's in his image, it's still a partnership between all you guys. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys just, you know, when you guys did this album, what was kind of the creative process that you went into?
2: Pretty much like left it up to him to write the riffs and music and stuff. And he'd send me the arrangements, and I tried to leave them just like he had them. And, and I came up with vocals and melodies to go with it, and if we liked it. It was a song. If we didn't like it, we fought with it till we did it's like uh, we, we wanted it to have kind of like uh, some connection to the Misfits stuff since, of course, that's what people don't are, are be looking at him for. You know, it's like they want some kind of like, you know, connection to the Misfits. But but we wanted it to push it a little further and and, and it'd be like a kind of evolution of that sound and like something a little more modern. So, so,
0: what do you think that uh connection to the Misfits that you have in this band is?
2: Uh, I mean, we're still singing about fucked up shit, raping and killing and doing, you know. <laughs> dirt work, but it's like, we're just like, uh, <laughs> we're just, uh, fucking doing it a little different way, a little sleazier, uh, something, something strippers could dance to. <laughs> I
0: mean, you're the, you're the main songwriter of the group, so, well, uh. It's like
2: both of this is, this is, this is pretty much a, this is the only collaboration I ever worked with, and it's like, like I say, he does the music, I do the, the, the words and the melodies. Yeah. And, and, and it's, 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 worked out well for us. We got another album already, done, we just got to mix it and have it mastered, and uh, then it usually takes a couple months to promote, so we're, we're trying to get it out by like spring or summer, but uh, it's really good. It's like, if anybody liked the it's going to love the new one. It's like everything that, that well, to me, Abominator was like an evolution of what, like, like they were doing with like Earth AD and stuff, but like this is like, we pushed it like way further down the line, and then this one is an evolution from that, so it's, it's like, it's, it's really cool.
0: When you guys were like making these songs, especially you as a songwriter, what were you uh, what were the, the like kind of influences or inspiration? What did you want to have like in all these like songs?
2: When we first started working, he sent me a piece of paper that had just like he's like I like songs about this stuff, and it was like just words like 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 Satan strippers, like death, <laughs> and blah blah blah, and, and like and so I kind of thought it was funny. I, I I I took that as a challenge to so I, I wrote each song about one of those words on the fucking page. Like, it's, it's Like everything was just right at like he's like this is what I like. I'm like there, where'd you go. <laughs> right,
0: how did this band happen?
1: Uh, he sent me a tryout, and I had a, I got a bunch of tryouts in the mail, and this was. First one, I think it was the first one I got actually. It was the only one I listened to all the way through, and I was like, holy shit! And I listened to millions of them from them all out. So uh, I wrote a bunch of songs. I call them musical compositions. They've just arranged and you know recorded and demoed out. No, no vocals, no melodies, just right. Just you know the songs on the record, and I called them up. And I'm like, who the fuck am I gonna get the finishes? Cause I, I can't. Finish somebody good who do I know that's a great songwriter to him called him up he's walking into a dancing show in right. Houston I call him up. he's like yeah fuck yeah send, it all, send me all the shit so that's what started him just fucking going crazy for like a year and a half two years just writing songs like sometimes one a week you know, sometimes, you know at least four
0: a month just cranking him out crazy so all this was like based off stuff that he sent you before that's the reason why you kind of like called him up and was like let's do this I saw
2: that he, he he put a thing out that he was starting his own band, and and it's funny because like when I was a kid and, and we were start these little punk bands and stuff, I remember mean, we used to joke around like before they did the '90s version of the Misfits and everything, we always wondered what they were doing like what, what like him and Jerry was doing in different right, like, and we, we were like we should go up to that shop and like see if Doyle wants to start a band, <laughs> like, you know, and, like we always like like joke around because uh, it's like uh, uh, somebody always always. Doug and, and and even when I, I did my band, uh, it's like I started out as a guitar player, so it's like I used to emulate like the way he played, like all the whole all downstrokes, like you know super fast, like yeah. Johnny Ramone kind of thing, and uh, and and so like it was just natural. I saw that he was looking for somebody, and I was like, I gotta send, let's do some shit. And I saw like two different addresses, so I was sending, like shit out to just where whoever you know might. He sent one to
1: Glasgow. Uh, from uh, he's in Ozzy now, but he was with Rob Zombie. Yeah, Glasgow yeah. sent me five of the best that he thought it did. And this was one of them I'm like
2: well, I picked the same guy
1: <laughs> right What were Alex what were you doing before this
0: band
2: uh, I mean I've done a few bands uh, fucking just hustling trying to do whatever to fucking get by you know uh, uh, I, don't, I don't I don't fit well into society as it is so it's like <laughs> any, anything to not like do the normal thing to keep me from like uh, mass murdering or something uh, was, was all good but but I've always try to do something creative and, and it's like once me and him started talking it's like we, we, instantly, we started talking about the kind of band we would want to do even before we started writing shit it's like it was like right on the same page I mean just as far as like yeah that's 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 what it needs to be that's how it needs to sound like that's you know it's like so it was just it was just natural and it was just finding other dudes and it's been like just a slow process of finding the right guys now we got a great drummer and everything and, and uh, it's like it's just we're just trying to get the band to be solid fucking you know It's like we you know we know like most people right now at this level are going to come just for nostalgia they want to hear misfit songs they want to yeah. see him play like them old songs and stuff but we want to make sure that the stuff we're doing is you know like makes them interested in, in this as a real band not just a nostalgia act right you know it's like i mean if they just want a nostalgia act there's a million bands out there playing misfit songs they can go check out but we we want it to be like something had a had a purpose for being, you know, right? How's it like being in a band with someone like Doyle? It's fucking great. It's like I I I used to actually. It's like I'm kind of cocky, so it's like I always wrote all my own shit and did all you know, told, you know, told my guys what to play and different things. So I never really wanted to be in anybody else's band, but I, I used to actually say the only two musicians I ever gave a shit about working with I was like Danzig or Doyle. Like it was like the two <laughs> I, I used to say. I was like I was like if I could work one of those guys would be cool and like. So, Okay, Doyle. Um,
0: you grew up listening to stuff like, you know, Kiss, Alice Cooper, David Bowie. What was it about them that like really drew you to them?
1: Well, if, if, uh, say there, it wasn't just music. It was a show. fucking skater shorts on and a fucking white t-shirt looks at them, you don't see them. Right. So. I mean, would I have an action figure if the guy just wore normal clothes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. When you guys are, like,
0: creating these songs, when do you know that the song is right?
1: That's good. You know, yeah. it,
2: you know it is. The, when it fucking makes you go crazy, Listen to our own shit, like just like the way anybody else was. Like you, you want to make the the record that when you, if you were going to a record store, I mean even though record stores don't exist no more, if you were going to go into a record store and buy a record, you want to make that record that you were looking for, the one that you, that, that this is what what I wanted to hear, and like if you, if you pull it off, you know it's like, I mean you spend so long working on an album with the writing and playing it and then recording, and the mixing, and all that shit, that like. You wouldn't really into what you do, you'd be so sick of it, you couldn't even stand to listen to it. But I mean, we still would throw on Abominator and jam it because that's the type of shit we like, you know? And, and that's when you know you, you're doing it right, it's like when it. after all that process you can still listen to it.
1: That's the best thing about that record I like, is when once I sent the stuff to him and it comes back, I don't hear me on it anymore, it's just like a band to me, you know, just like some band I'm listening to. So when I would get them in the mail, it was like, I was getting a brand new song from one of my favorite bands, Nobody's ever heard, you know. Right. And uh, I'll put it on when I work out, you know. Like, you know, that's how I rehearse, you know, before the tour. I'll listen to the album a lot. When you, yeah, when you listen to the album, what is it about Alex's
0: songwriting that really sticks out? He's the hook master, man, and he's got a great voice. You
2: don't ever get tired of listening to him sing. He sent me these, these uh, like demo versions, and they sounded fine just as instrumentals. Like they sounded like you could like you could hear that it's just like an instrumental track on a fucking album like it and 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 so it's like you wanted to put like melodies and things you know it's like I like sing-along stuff I like I like stuff that like to me uh, like 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 the album is fun but but you really want this is like live, man you have to go to the show you have to see it to really get it you, have to, you know and and I wanted like these anthem type songs where you really get the, you know crowd into it singing along and stuff and, and we did even before the album came out you know by the time the second and third course would come around people would be singing along like we went on a tour opening up for Danzig and we were playing some of our stuff just trying shit out you know spitballing and seeing how it went over with the crowds and, and, and it, it, you know song like Cemetery Sex but halfway through the song people were singing the chorus and, and that's when you know that like you're doing it right to me a good album like changes the atmosphere of the room it's like it's like you, you can be in one kind of mood or whatever and you put that album on and the whole fucking room changes. It's like it's you know, it's the soundtrack to that moment. And and, and I think we, we we really hit it out of the park on, on the first one. And this next one's even moodier and darker and it's, it's got a lot more dynamics to it. The first one we just wanted to come hard, we just wanted to fucking show that we weren't fucking around. Right. You know, that that that, that we're still fucking, you know, aggressive and, and it's all attack. But this next one, it's 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 all over the place. There's so many different kinds of moods and things and, and together they just they, they fit like as bookends.
0: With the, with the, the first um, Doyle album, Bominator, you got, um you put it out yourself, own label,
1: whatnot. Um, how do you expect to put out the second one? We're going to shop it. Because, uh, the problem we're having, that we're finding out, is nobody knows I have a fucking man. Okay? We got about, I'm going to guess around 5% of Misfits fans actually know I have a man. You know? And um, we don't have the money to put size that I have a band, so that's where a major label comes and We record it ourselves, so there's no budget for that. Right. You know? So and all the money that we get working with them is going to be for a uh, promo.
0: Right, I reckon if since the, album's pretty mu- the next album's pretty much done, that it'll be a little bit more easier than usual to shop it around. The thing is, people know him all over the world, I mean... It's like, uh, you know, we, we play
2: somewhere, like, like, like you know, and, and people that we look up to or that we were into, you know, whatever, come on, and they just, they just we were just talking about earlier, how they know who you are and everything, you know, and, and and that says something about his legacy or his fucking, you know, standing in the community. only problem is we don't have that kind of push for, like, you know, promotion and different things. It's like, I mean, it's all DIY. It's all, like, out of pocket, you know, he's paid for all this out himself, and 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 we don't have some big company helping us out. So, so with the next one, we're trying to find somebody that could, you know, help us get a little push, just to get, just to, uh, the
1: music speaks for itself, but people have to know it exists. Yeah, people have to know the, the, the band exists. Guys, Nobody knows about it. Right.
0: But I, I know you like just work out crazy. You're. I got everybody's working out. I'm going to my it? house tomorrow to get some more weights. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the usual regimen for you on a daily basis? Just
1: get up and I do it, man. Consistency, that's it. You just got to do it all the time. And you got everybody else doing it, too? Yep. <laughs> got a Robin doing it, he's doing it, the bass player's doing it. It's like, I mean, it's, you know, people want to see a band in their peak, you know, throwing down
2: doing the damn thing, you know, giving them the best show you can, and you can't do that, you know, if you let yourself go and become, like, just a big old slob, you know, you you gotta, like, you gotta fucking, it's just, like, keep your machine, you know, in tune, you know, so that when you're up there, you can give them the best show you can give them. Like, our show's physical. Our show's a a physical entity, and you can't just, like, get up there and phone it in. It's like being a fucking athlete to me, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. My girlfriend, she was in a, another band before she was an Arch Enemy, and after her first show, she called me up and she's like, "Wow, oh, this is so much more physical than my other band. I, now I see why you work out like you're nuts." I'm like, "Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, you gotta go off. You gotta be fucking in shape, man. <laughs> it's hard."
0: Right? Yeah. I know. Even with the stuff that I do, it takes a lot of energy to kind of be this other character that other people see you as. See you as. Whether it's just a or just a a certain mind state of being this other, like, character that you uh, show out into the world?
1: Is that a qu- I don't know what the question is. <laughs> but, no, I'm just
0: saying, it, yeah, it, d- it does take a lot to be, you know, to, to be, like, a Doyle out there, you know?
2: Yeah, man, you gotta you really got to take care of yourself. It sure. shows like, an energy that's shared. It's, it's like a spiritual thing, like, like going to church or something, you know, it's like there's an interactive thing with the crowd, and they're only going to get as juiced as you get. And I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, if you go to like uh, any other event, like some sporting event or some kind of thing, you know, you don't want to see them just falling in. You want to see, you know, these top athletes, you know, pushing themselves to the limit. You know, you'll see people breaking themselves in two, and that's the kind of performance we want to get. We want to, we want to leave, you know, nothing. It's like uh, at the end, it's like I, I can barely breathe by the end of it, you know, let alone getting another word or two out. So, and, and, and if I don't feel like that, then I don't feel like i put on a good show. It's called the Randy Johnson effect. You know? <laughs> uh, right. So Randy Johnson opens the door one day. He's a
1: photographer for, uh, you know who he is, right? Baseball player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a world champion and all that shit. So he's uh, sitting where she's sitting. He opens our door. He's a photographer for what, Rolling Stone? So he said, like, hey Doyle, how you doing? And my head exploded. I'll come back and hang out with you. I'm like, cool. So he comes and hangs out with us. He sits down, and he starts bullshitting about stats and RBIs and whatever the fuck he's talking about, strikeouts and this yeah. and that. And we're like, Is this guy crazy? You're like, why is he talking about his baseball career, you know? We know what the fuck to do, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just switched it into this fucking life lesson for us and we're all sitting there in our jaws and hanging down. But me and him were like just like let me just listen to him. Just the fact that like, you know, it's like I mean he worded it a lot better than we could, but it's like uh it's like, uh, he's actually a
2: very eloquent, well-spoken person, and, yeah. like, it's like he just broke it down, like, the fact how special it is what you're doing, you know, that people would come out, you know, just to, 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 to give them some relief from their daily bullshit, they're gonna fucking, you know, like, like, come out to see what you're doing, I mean, it's like, it's like just the honor, That it's like really putting stuff in perspective, you know, it's like, like when you're having a bad show or bad day or something, you know, you're just like, you know, even if it's a small crowd or if it's whatever, you know, it's not not those people's fault that nobody else came. It's like it's those people came, so you got to give them the same yeah. show you would put on for, you know, an arena. It's like, and it just really, you know, it's like that's what we try to fucking, we try to live by right now. We're, we're trying to, like, just, like, really give every single show, even if it's a bar or whatever, like, like give them that, you know, arena-level show. You don't want to give them the full rock show, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, he's telling us, you know, we're very fortunate to do what we love for a. always were trying to make himself better at what he did all the time whether it was working out or watching film or whatever and then he was telling us, yeah, I was at the All-Star game, the World Series, and there was a bunch of little little leaguers walking around and, yeah. and he was one of those kids and now he's, you know, talking to those kids and it was just a trip, you know, he was telling us all the things he was doing in his life and he got to do those things because of what he was lucky enough to do, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Travel. Guy. I traveled like you guys, in my job, I travel everywhere, but I go to Detroit three times I go to New York. I go to Seattle. You guys are going in all over the world, you know what I mean? So we're pretty lucky really put
0: it in perspective. Right. And just to uh, close out this interview, um, I remember you, like, being a part, like, with the Misfits, like, going on, like, WCW Wrestling with Vampiro. I don't remember that. That happened. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> I remember you being on there with... Uh, the Misfits, yes. and how did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> All I remember, I, cause I was watching clips on YouTube today. You're you're putting the boots above Bagwell. That's true. You him the big boot. You're you're giving him a few boots, man. Yeah. And part of yeah, part of this uh, this podcast is about wrestling too. Oh, is know? it? Okay. Yeah, so I want yeah I, definitely I hate want wrestling, to bring the. By
1: the way. Uh, Not a fan. That's fine, but I will tell you something about it. It's real. That's really happening. Even though it's predetermined. Don't get in the way. It's, it's still happening. It's still <laughs> happening. It's, it's like still physical. It's still physical. Oh, hurt. no, it's real. Yeah. The only thing that's fake is who's going to win. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you fall 15 feet off the top rope onto the cement, onto your elbow. Guess what? That happens. That hurts. That's just fucking happened. Yeah. Man. You got to know how to win. When I was there, one of the guys, one of those little luchador Mexican guys, uh, broke his, shattered his elbow. He yeah. finished the match.
2: There's no stopping. Right. He just kept going. I was like, you're a fucking nuts. Nah, I would have been out. He <laughs> just, just tell me that story about those dudes coming to the show, but they had to run by the, the hospital to get patched yeah, yeah. up for broken eye sockets and yeah.
1: ribs and <laughs> shit. Man, Piro comes to, like, uh, the first show we did, he's like, okay, oh, yeah, we're going to come back to the show. He's with Guy Smiley. You know who that is? I don't know. I think, yeah. I think, he's yeah. like, well, he's got some broken ribs. I think I broke my eye socket. We'll be right back. We'll go to the hospital. We'll like, <laughs> 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 it ain't no joke. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You guys are nuts. They're all killers. They're all insane. Big, big dudes. Big.
0: Yeah, but I saw you, you know, put a few boots on there. It's on the contract. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, thanks for uh, taking time to do right, this interview, man. man. I'm glad, you know, I was able to talk to you guys. All right. Have yeah. I get a picture with you guys? Yeah. Am I taking the picture? Yeah, you
2: should. <laughs> you know,
1: of ending, I can get a of <laughs> uh, <laughs> How about people do this with you? <laughs> <I did. laughs> I don't know. It's crazy, right? But that's
2: what you
1: do. I don't understand. Right,
0: thank you. So that was the interview with Doyle and Alex Story. Had fun kicking it with them. Doyle can be a little bit of a hard nut to crack, but it was cool that uh, Alex Story was there so they could kind of bounce off of each other. Yeah, If you want to support the podcast, uh, you can always go to thepodcast.com and there is a link at the top that says support the podcast where there's a paypal link and there's also a amazon link on that page use that amazon link when you're purchasing uh goods on there then amazon will shoot me back some pennies for commission it will help out the show um you can also just uh please just listen and share the links on any social media We're also on Stitcher Radio and iTunes, so just look up Fresh is the Word on both of those platforms and subscribe. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Fresh is the Word, the number one. That's Fresh is the Word one. Uh, On Facebook, if you go to facebook.com slash Fresh is the Podcast, you can give us a like on there. And thanks for listening to the show. See you soon. Fresh, 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 is the word.